Okay, welcome back, G-Bag Nation. It is time for the Jerry Jones Show, brought to you by Ford, the official vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys. Ford is the best in Texas. And uh, over here on, there he is. Good morning, Mr. Jones. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. Great to be on with you, and uh, we're ready for a big weekend. Well, Jerry, our friend Chris Arnold isn't with us today, but I'm just wondering, we heard that when you went into the locker room, you might have been doing some ooh-weeing after that win in Philadelphia. I was wondering... If I'm the, about to get that tail end of that. Ooh, we <laughs> uh, about to get that down a little bit. I need to hear Chris do it once before I go in there. I'm oh. going to have him start staying right outside the locker room, giving me that before I go in. Right on. Well, hopefully we get another opportunity here Sunday afternoon. How important is this game considering what happened down there last year? Does it have a little something extra on it for you? Well, it does, and um, I think that uh, – uh, there were so many things about that outing that uh, we wanted to redo that uh, it gives us a great template to uh, uh, be sure we're working on those things. But, of course, uh, as we all know, these teams evolve, both uh, the Cowboys as well as our opponent, and so uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of current things that they've exhibited over the last nine ball games, eight ball games that uh, we've got to keep our eye on. But uh, still, uh, they've added that other receiver from Alabama in there that uh, uh, we thought was really good in the draft. And uh, he's, he's added a dimension. He's a good football player. How much better shape are you guys in this time around than you were last year heading in there? Well, first of all, uh, with Zeke and with uh, um, the uh, – uh, I, I think you might say that We've adjusted uh, prior to the game this year because of not having Frederick and because of Xavier uh, Zafuda that is uh, playing well. Uh, and, of course, we got Tyron. Uh, I'd say that uh, on balance we've made the adjustments, hopefully, before the game rather than have to count on making them during the game like we did when we lost Tyron last year. So it seems like you got the best left guard play you've gotten all year last week, and it wasn't from Connor Williams. How do you view that pick of Connor and what his future looks like? Obviously, it's very early in his career. Well, I would. I'm, I'm so proud to have him, and uh, he's long uh, a real long term asset for uh, that unit and the offensive line, which is. Uh, Arguably, uh, you could say the strength of our team, although that linebacking core is coming on pretty strong. And so, uh, uh, but uh, uh, Connor Williams is uh, uh, has played really, I think, very, very uh, as to expectation. I'd say it that way. Uh, we know what a challenge it is for a rookie. We know very few rookies come in like Zach Martin and make All Pro, uh, but still. Uh, we're glad uh, uh, that he's a part of our future. And frankly, uh, he's no farther away than the next stat, snap at any point. He's got a lot of position flex. Connor Williams does. He can uh, play all the positions. Uh, so, um, And that may be uh, a little reach at center, but not much. Uh, but I think uh, he's a big part of our future, and future being uh, as we look uh, – as we move toward the playoffs. What are the chances that his future might be as a tackle? Oh, well, I think uh, flex, the, uh, which is position interchangeable uh, qualities, he has that. Uh, he has great feet. 
Uh, he has a great football sense about him. Uh, he does, uh, they all do, and will get stronger. Uh, all of that is in his future, and that lets us look at him at uh, multiple positions. Jerry, uh, Leighton Vander Esch got a defensive player of the week in the NFL, but what we heard this week from uh, you guys, the Dallas Cowboys, is that Jalen Smith actually graded out better. And and so I'd like for you to kind of maybe be specific here, help us out, because I thought Jalen had a solid game too, but Leighton just had the interception and the unbelievable tackle uh, late in the game. What did Jalen do, or what is he doing to get those very high marks from you guys? Grades are a, a little bit of an enigma, uh, the actual grade, uh, because uh, – uh, it's possible to grade lower than an, than one of in the offensive line than one of your teammates, but yet have made uh, more substantive plays, and uh, uh, that is that is the case. Uh, Layton really uh, had some, uh, frankly, uh, game-changing plays, and uh, but still could have had a error or two, and one error can drop you down pretty good on a grade. So uh, uh, all of that is factored in, but uh, it's possible to have a lesser grade but a better game than a teammate, and that's uh, uh, I don't know that that was the case. Now, what we're seeing in uh, uh, Smith is a real consistency at a, a, a very high level consistency at a very high level. Now, that's an ordinance. Yeah. And you're seeing that from Jalen Smith. Uh, you'll see, uh, for instance, uh, when you look at certain qualities they have, Jalen is violent. He's, uh, uh, he's got great burst. Jalen Smith, uh, Vanderish has unique coverage skills. He breaks on the ball. He anticipates well. But more importantly, or just as important, not more importantly, is he's got that big span, those long arms. And that's intimidating to a quarterback when he's looking in the middle. It's just like it's intimidating to a quarterback to be in his face up the middle if you're putting a pass rush on. You might not hit him, but he knows sees those arms and he sees that uh, vision compromise. A Vendrish does that in the middle of the field. And... Uh, a little bit like McLean used to do it, just their length and their ability to use and break on the ball plus the length creates a real problem for quarterbacks. So, Jerry, that Leighton Vanderesh pick is looking really good right now for the Cowboys, and I think the Falcons are pretty happy with their first-round pick too. Calvin Ridley's really helped that offense. This is just kind of for my curiosity, but could you tell us how you stacked those guys up on draft day, Vanderesh and Calvin Ridley? Well, we – we were, I'd say, in more of a need at receiver, but thought uh, that the uh, player that could probably help us the most, uh, strange as it seems offensively, because it helped us get off the field, was the uniqueness of Vanderish. And uh, so uh, we obviously made uh, uh, made a choice uh, and. Uh, uh, I believe was Ridley gone when we got there. I had he was not. He was gone. not. He was picked in the twenties. But I think we made the choice, and uh, uh, it was uh, it was without hesitation when Vandresh got there. He was really our guy uh, in the clubhouse when we started the draft, and we'd hoped that we uh, and thought that he um, would be there for us, and uh, we were going to pick him from the get go. 
So speaking of Bama wide receivers, how much of a difference has Amari Cooper made for the Cowboys offense so far? Well, I think um, uh, to the proverbial saying, uh, wait, wait until you see uh, the future is appropriate here. Um, just uh, he's really got the ability to uh, um, to uh, really improve his coordination with uh, Dak uh, by the practice, and uh, both of them have that kind of work ethic and that kind of focus. Well, that's shades of Aikman and Irving there relative to getting on the same page. I'm talking about there. Now, they knew each other's body language and just shouted, uh, I guess, everything about their play. And um, Irving would look up and there would be the ball. Uh, I think you're going to see uh, that improve just because of the nature of both those players, their work ethic, their ability to take what they – work on uh, from practice to a game, their ability to take it from the classroom to the practice field. Jerry, when we look at the schedules, these things are so hard to predict, and you know you can end up looking really uh, you know, naive to, to attempt to do it. But based on what I see, uh, over the last seven games, the Cowboys need to win at least five of them, go five and two down the stretch. Does your club have a run in it like that? Well, first of all, don't try that seriously. Try it for... <laughs> Fun, but don't be serious about that. Because if you could pick them, we'd own the world. Okay, <laughs> okay we'd have it all. Yes, sir. Because you can't pick it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, I've never seen anything with as much ambiguity as trying to uh, figure out what we have to win. Um, the the facts are that every loss will be a real, uh, a real, real hurdle to overcome. Any loss from here on out and uh, to uh, get in the playoffs for us. And so uh, uh, we've got to look at it that way. We just, we just need to win the quarter, and we need to win the half, need to win the game. So I don't know if you heard it, but what do you, what do you think about uh, the desperate team theory? We've been having a lot of fun because Mickey Spagnola and Brian Broaddus had a, had a couple round go-around about that debate. Where do you come out? Do you want to see your team playing desperate like this is we got to be, you know, with our hair on fire right here, or do you like a more measured approach week in and week out? I like urgency, urgency of, of everything yesterday, everything urgent. Uh, with a uh, an attentive urgency, which means you're on your toes, uh, you're listening to the snap count, you understand what a flinch might do to impact that possession. Uh, if you're an offensive lineman or an offensive player, urgency is the word. And if that will, if you and I were sitting here, and uh, in the morning we were going to drop some some of our uh, our our. Uh, Weapon. We were in the Air Force, and we had to go into Iraq or lay a plane over on the side and go down through the valley. Uh, the guy that had done that 20 times the night before, we'd be hanging on every breath, every word, and we probably wouldn't sleep. We'd be that urgent because we knew what was at stake, our, our own hide, to go through there. Well, this isn't that. This isn't war. But those guys can listen to everything, every uh, little smidgen of information, uh, be that urgent so that when we go on the field, we cannot make mistakes. If we do that, we'll win games.
Uh, Jerry, can you give us an update on kind of the defensive line as uh, there's quite a few guys right now on the injury report like Taco Charlton and uh, Collins and other guys. They still have a few more days possibly to suit out on Sunday. Do you feel like those guys are going to be able to, to, to be on the team on Sunday? Well, you're covering several names yeah. there. Collins looks good. Uh, Taco is uh, a maybe, just to name those two. Uh, Irvin uh, doesn't look available, uh, but his status is uh, really a day-to-day evaluation. And so uh, uh, Woods uh, looks like he's going to be able to be there for us. And so, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's close. The question is, do we compromise by having him out there not playing at 100%? And uh, that's really what I'm asking is who can be out there at 100%. Collins should be better than he's been uh, as far as his health is concerned the last couple of weeks. And uh, so uh, uh, each of those guys, uh, uh, you know, you you don't know when it's going to happen. We had one of our linemen uh, tweak his uh, uh, lower leg there uh, 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 on the sideline before the game. So... uh, uh, I think in general, though, because of our depth, we, we did come out of our uh, training camp with really good depth there, and it's paying off for us in our defensive line. So, Jerry, I'm feeling pretty confident about uh, Sunday and getting the Cowboys victory, and I sure would like to place a legal wager on it here inside of, of Texas. Do you support that idea, and do you think we could get some momentum going uh, towards that happening in the foreseeable future? Well, I do. I, I think that... Uh, uh, it's happening. It happens. It's a very significant part of. Uh, now, I'm not talking about specifically that would make it illegal gambling in Texas, but wagering on sports is such a major part of the interest in sport. And uh, uh, there are some big pluses having it uh, structured and and having your finger on it, which is uh, of what you do when the states uh, uh, supervise and take direct involvement in gaming. Uh, but uh, gaming is a huge part of the interest in sports all over the world. It's a huge part of the interest in sports in the United States. Uh, I, I support it, and it uh, unquestionably can uh, be coexist with uh, uh, the uh, without compromising the integrity of anything, of the game or anything. So I'm very much for uh, gaming as it relates to sports. Now, Jerry, you also are a majority owner of an esports team, Complexity, and I would like to get on the Call of Duty team on your esports team, and I'm not good enough. How much pull do you have with the team? Well, uh, if uh, check your DNA and see how much Jones blood you got in you. <laughs> okay, does that help? <laughs> That'll help you a little bit. But seriously, seriously, and I'm a Heinz 57, so you could very well have some. Yes, sir. But uh, with that in mind, the uh, uh, good thing is that we're all playing up around the rim in that arena right now, trying to see what's going to happen and see where the ball's going to be. Uh, but we just want to be up around the rim, uh, be be uh, uh, substantive in, in it, uh, and uh, see where we go from here. Uh, I just like the enthusiasm of the uh, competition that's involved there. Anytime you can see competition, uh, I like to uh, uh, get involved. But, you know, if you look at it, uh, I have uh, certainly am interested in all sports, love 
to play baseball. But I have very much focused on uh, nothing but the Cowboys and nothing but uh, football. But this eSport thing has some uh, 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 compatibility or uh, has some uh, uh, aspects to our game, uh, the uh, marketing of it, the uh, promotion of it, uh, as well as the competitiveness that uh, is uh, becomes the reason that we're involved. And then, Jerry, last question for you. Pat Mahomes, since he said Heinz 57, it just, I thought of ketchup. Pat Mahomes said he likes ketchup on his steaks. He likes ketchup on his mac and cheese. Where do you come out on that? And what's kind of maybe the weirdest thing that you might put ketchup on? Well, I uh, uh, love ketchup and chili. And uh, uh, I'd rather eat a hot tamale than breathe. And so uh, I like a little ketchup on some good hot tamales. But uh, uh, ketchup is, a, is a, a big part of it. I'm kind of with those, though, on steak. I like to have that a little unfettered and, uh, so I can really get the full flavor there. And so I don't do ketchup uh, uh, any place like that. I used to, uh, as a kid, do ketchup with scrambled eggs. And uh, why, I don't know, but uh, when I got enough sense to know, to really know what I was doing, I quit that. <laughs> we'll appreciate you, as always. Give them heck over there, and we'll be pulling for you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy it. There you, you go. Yes, we enjoy it, too. As always, the Jerry Jones Show brought to you by Ford, the official vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys. Ford is the best in Texas.